here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, it's official. We have another as-advertised athlete here in South Florida. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I mean, Stone, from the time we started working together, I can't tell you. How I beat into your head how big an Inter-Miami fan I am. I mean, from day one, it was all Inter-Miami all the time. Hey, Stone, you see Inter-Miami last night? Hey, Stone, what do you think of Inter-Miami and what they're doing with the roster? Hey, Stone, what do you think about uh, 2022 edition of Inter-Miami? Like, you remember all of these conversations we had, right? I mean, it was every yeah. single yeah. day with you. There's no bigger Inter-Miami fan than me. That's why... Gonna brag about Lionel Messi. Gonna brag about him. All right, listen. I've really only started to pay close attention to Inter Miami since Lionel Messi got here, but it has in three matches. Don't three, three. Count them three. Three matches. Not even actual MLS matches. It's something called the League's Cup, where MLS teams are playing against Mexican teams, Liga MX teams, which is their their first division of football in Mexico. Three matches, and Lionel Messi is everything as advertised. He is must-see. He's carve-out time in your evening. He is order Apple Plus. Subscribe to it. Uh, Put the kids to bed early because you can't miss a damn thing this guy does. You can't miss it. Two more goals last night and a 3-1 win over Orlando City. This dude's played three matches for Inter-Miami. He's got five goals. Let's hear the first one from last night. This courtesy of Apple Plus, the greatness, the magic that was in the seventh minute of this match, Lionel Messi. Inside. Clipping it. Messi! The, uh, the man wasn't done yet because with Inter-Miami up 2-1 to one late, Lionel Messi did it again. The dude just scores goals. Still Robert Taylor. Floats it towards Joseph Martinez. Settles. Messi! It continues to go perfectly to Inter-Miami script. Another brace for Lionel Messi. Taylor Twellman, who was the analyst last night, formerly of ESPN on Apple Plus, Taylor Twellman made the comment last night that since Lionel Messi landed in Fort Lauderdale and put on a pink shirt, Barcelona has come to Inter Miami. They are with 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 Messi. The way they move the ball, the way that Messi is able to find himself free and open and planning goals, it looks like Lionel Messi's Barcelona out there. One of the the top teams on the planet when Messi was at the peak of his powers. He's gotten younger by about 10 years, Lionel Messi, since he showed up here in South Florida. And I find myself, if I'm not watching the match, constantly on social media now, constantly gamecast constantly trying to pick up a stream of the match when Lionel Messi is playing. And he's only played now in three matches. He is as advertised. He is must-see. He has reached for for the American sports fan, even if you're not a soccer fan, but especially if you're a South Florida fan, you're a South Florida-based sports fan, he has reached that level of uh, yeah, I need to prioritize him and watching him because there's a chance he's going to do something magical and I can do that other thing later. Like, he's reached that pantheon now. Yeah, I've been playing this funny game with Messi and Inter-Miami where I have their notifications on and, and so how the app that I use works. Mm-hmm. You'll get the notification, right? 1-0, 2-1, 3-1. And then two minutes later, it'll tell you who scored the goal. So I've been playing this fun game. Is it Messi? 
is it messy? Yeah. So I'll get the notification, clunk, clunk, and I'll just wait. I'll stare at the phone. I'll wait, you know, like 120 seconds. And then every time for these past three games, Lionel Messi's name comes up, and I just laugh. It's like it's automatic at this point. It's, yeah. it's the exact definition of appointment television. There are, there are rare moments where a singular athlete, it could be for a week, it could be for two weeks, it could be for two months, it could be for two years, but a singular athlete is the subject of your individual attention. And it depends on region. It depends on sport. It depends on time of year. But of course, like Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity is the perfect example of this. It was a glorious two and a half week stretch where Jeremy Lynn did the impossible. Came out of nowhere, took over New York, and then disappeared. Flamed out as if he was an asteroid that had just entered the, the, the stratosphere and burned up. But man, was it intense when he was burning the brightest, right? Lionel Messi, and he's the greatest of all time, but he came from uh, Paris where he was very underwhelming by Lionel Messi's standards. He's not getting any younger, and he's come here, and he, it's like he's taking this youth elixir. He's moving incredibly. He looks superb. It took him basically one match to get himself into full 90 shape. It wasn't even a full match. No. His debut, remember, he came in uh, in, uh, right at uh, late in the first half, I think it was. I think so. Uh, But since then, he's been playing full 90s, and and he, he can't stop scoring, and nobody can mark him. He's by himself, just standing by himself because he's so wily. This is awesome. Uh, He is, Lionel Messi right now is as advertised, epic, must-see television. I want to ask you, in your sports life, which athlete had a profound, epic, as advertised, must-see stretch of play? Where you were moving things around, where you were making sure you were in front of a television or you got so caught up in the hysteria that you were buying tickets every time this person was, was in action. In your sports life, which athlete had an epic, as-advertised, must-see stretch of their career? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On social media, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Um, from game two of Buck Series through game three sure. of Celtics Series. You can go three. Jimmy Butler went through this, right? Like, th- this is our second as advertised move things around to see the athlete. Hey, it's not the team. Like, the team could be winning as a byproduct or going on a run as a byproduct, but I'm talking about individual excellence that has you transfixed, that has you so drawn in that you're prioritizing said athlete and what they're doing on the court, on the field. Uh, as opposed to taking care of your kids or preparing dinner or going to bed. Uh, Jimmy Butler from Game 2 Bucks series, uh, Game 3 Bucks series, because I suppose that was the 56-point game, through Game 3 Celtics, uh, that, that was must-see, transfixed, as advertised. You can't miss Jimmy Buckets and what he's going to do and continue to to break down the impossible for that Heat team. Yeah, he perfectly fits the mold for this instance. And I think criteria for me personally would be you're going to get the doubters, right? You said he can't do this again. He can't do yeah, this there's, again. It almost seems like it's beyond belief right. at some point, and, which and, is why Jeremy Lin fits this perfect. 100%. And Jimmy just kept jumping these verbal hurdles. Like, he won't do it again. And, and as far as, you know, I always throw this in the mix, but the gambling thing, like, Vegas didn't know what to do with his points, his line, yeah, like his prop. They like didn't know where to put it, and they jacked it all the way up to 30, and he just kept hitting it and kept hitting it and kept hitting it and just proved everybody wrong every single time, quote, as advertised. Did Matthew Kachuk hit that with the Panthers I run? I think he did. I think you're allowed to throw Kachuk in the mix because it was the same thing as far as my personal criteria. You doubt it, and it was like Kachuk was going to come through. He was going to do it again, and he was going to be the guy that saved them again. He yeah. did it time and time. Now, uh, I, I understand, and, and I suppose we should exclude LeBron from this, and MJ. Because right? it's been 21 years straight. Yeah, yeah, like MJ, LeBron, like I get it. They, they uh, do wondrous things on a nightly basis. But 
I, and I, I mean, I guess Lionel Messi fits that mold too, but, but he, he's different because like, this is a franchise that has been nothing, that has not made a single wave, nothing. He has come here, and all of a sudden, he, Inter-Miami brought him in, MLS brought him in to drive attention, to drive eyeballs, to drive traffic, to get Apple Plus subscriptions, and this dude is holding up his end of the business, his end of the bargain, and then some. I, all, through three matches, he already is the best investment in Miami and MLS has ever made. I mean, like ever. And like, forget David Beckham, forget Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like, through, through three matches, Lionel Messi has already uh, been the best for business uh, in, in, in MLS history. I got a point, but I also have a question. Did Wayne Rooney ever creep into Major League Soccer? Yes, he did. He played for DC United, where he now uh, he's the manager of DC United. Um, he was fun. And what, age, what age was he when, when old, he made his way? Old, okay. old. The final two years of his career, I think he played at D.C. United. And he actually, he was worth the price of admission, but he never went through a run right. like this. You know, and it's just not, he's not that type of player either. No, that makes sense. And there's a reason you didn't bring up his name. So I think the difference between a LeBron and Michael Jordan opposed to Messi is, let's talk about advertisement. Like, we never watched Messi play in Paris, or at least a good group of the general public did it. So it was just advertising. Goat, goat, goat. Yeah, we watched the World you, Cup. You know more from Barcelona and Argentina. You just knew more from what you saw on your phone, from yeah. what you saw on the news, from Sports Center and all the highlights. And I'll say this too: if Lionel Messi and Argentina didn't win the World Cup, he would have been coming here with a lot of Pressure. conversation about, "Hey, is he washed?" Right. There was already a little bit of that, but it would have been widespread. Is he washed? Is he washed? And uh, actually, turns out no. And what helped eliminate that discussion was him winning the World Cup. Right. I mean, that's right on the money. And I think, you know, for LeBron and Jordan, like, that was our sport. Like, we all got to watch them. So it was, I I guess, the only way you can say, oh, yeah, they were as advertised was when they played on your home court in a city away from Chicago or Mm -hmm. Cleveland or Miami, and you bought a ticket to go see them play, and they dropped 40 on you. Because then at that point, you could say, this guy's as advertised, even though you already knew it, but he showed you in front of your face. And this is obviously personal preference. Uh, I, I mean, I, I take a lot of these from, from my upbringing, your childhood. It all depends. It all depends. But everybody, as a sports fan, no matter the age, has gone through a, oh, my God. I, I can't. No, we can't meet up tonight. Or if we do meet up, we got to make sure we're in front of a TV. Or, hey, I have some disposable income. I got to go see this spectacle because I don't know if I'll have an opportunity again. Lionel Messi has hit that realm. Lionel Messi is now, as a South Florida athlete, like he's always been that in terms of the soccer world, the international scene. But as a South Florida athlete, Lionel Messi is now Jimmy. Uh, he he has he has gone on the equivalent of Jimmy's playoff run now. Three matches, five goals. Uh, he he makes the impossible happen. Stone said he gets these notifications on his phone when Inter Miami plays that a goal's been scored, and he now is just assuming it's messy. Like that's a next level of holy crap! This guy's doing something unprecedented. I mean, this is a scoring run for the ages by Messi standards. What he's doing right now in your sports life. Which athlete has had an epic, as advertised, must-see stretch of their career? 888-760-3776. And again, on social media, at KLV1063. Uh, where, where are you? You're significantly younger than me by a good 11, 10, 11 years. Uh, a stretch where, where young Stone Lebanowitz is, is, oh man, I can't miss this guy. I can't miss this dude. So I wanted the answer to be Conor McGregor. I just, I'm not as informed in the fight game, and right? I can't tell you when but his run actually started. Right, and that, the thing with Conor McGregor is that, yes, he did go through a stretch of his career where it was must-see and he was winning fights, but now... He still must see, but it's because he's a spectacle. He hasn't won in years and years and years and years and years. It's just the personality driving that thing. Sure. I, I guess I guess there's just levels to it, right? Because right. we're still watching this guy and how transcendent so, he was. That's interesting. I, I suppose I was I was thinking more their level of play is so incredible 
that you got it. There's no way that you can take your eyes off it or miss it because you want to be a part of it. Everybody, it's human nature, wants to be a part of it. Conor McGregor, just because he's a cult of personality, he still must see. You're not going to win anything. Yeah, but at the same time, he went on one of the most masterful stretches a UFC fighter could go through as far as, you know, sales, which I guess pays to the cult of personality and all these types of things. Yeah. But like I said, I wanted to go Conor McGregor. Where I really am going is Lamar Jackson in 2019. His MVP season. His MVP season. year, yep. I mean, I can't say anybody was expecting it, right? This was a year after we were telling the guy he was a running back or that he was going to move uh-huh. to the wide receiver. And he goes and lights it up. We talk about he can't throw the ball, and I'm typically the one on the show who says, you guys need to calm down because he's still not the passer we think he is. But that year, in 2019, it was 36 touchdowns, only six INTs. Hopefully Dak Prescott takes note of that. 3,100 yards, 1,200 rushing yards, and just for good measure, threw in eight more rushing touchdowns. Like What he went through that season, I don't think we had seen until after Michael Vick, I suppose. I don't well, think we saw a guy as slender and as sleek and, and the cannon arm that he had. Like, Lamar Jackson totally changed the game and made guys like Justin Fields and all of these guys relevant again. In terms of quarterbacks who had years where, on a weekly basis, you need to watch them and you felt like there was something special happening, I don't think I've ever felt that way with Patrick Mahomes. Like, with Mahomes, he'll make the sidearm throw, late-game comeback, you're like, oh, that's awesome. But I've never... I've never openly set aside time on a Sunday to watch the Chiefs play football. I did for 2019 Lamar, and before that, it was MVP Cam Newton. That Cam Newton MVP season in Carolina, where he was willing that team to wins, where he was making throws that dropped your jaw. He had Ted Ginn as his top target, and they looked like the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams. Like Cam Newton, individual athlete, his MVP season, the year they went to the Super Bowl 15-1, and he, before Lamar Jackson, was my, I can't take my eyes off this guy. Cam Newton's such a good one, and I, I think he adds more to the cult of personality conversation, right? Because you weren't only tuning in to watch him score touchdowns and beat teams in 2015. You were tuning in to watch him hit the dab on people in the end zone. You were right. tuning in the to watch Superman his, celebration, the Superman celebration, yeah. all the post game stuff, and just how you know giving loud the ball and, to kids, all of that stuff. So Cam's a great one. I'm honestly just a little ticked off that I went Lamar instead of Cam, but both are equally as uh, well. Magnificent. It, you had said it not since Michael Vick had we seen something like that, but it, Cam Newton to me was that. I, see, it's funny we're even doing this because I don't think that Cam Newton and Michael Vick and Lamar are comparable because no, Cam Newton's right. just... And I, I guess um, you did say sleek, quick quarterback. Yeah, just one where if you don't get a hand on him, he's gone. But I would argue, too, that yes, Lamar and Michael Vick have that element of their game that they're similar to, but Michael Vick's arm is so much profoundly dangerous, uh, more profoundly dangerous than, than Lamar Jackson. Michael Vick's arm, just the flick of a wrist, is so much better. That element of his game will always be better than what Lamar Jackson's able to bring with his arm. Yeah, it was never his downfall, Michael Vick. It was Cam's downfall, and we're not quite sure if it's Lamar Jackson's downfall. We don't think it is, but yeah, yeah. Michael Vick never had those questions. No, 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 because he could always bomb it 75 yards on the run because he's a freak of nature. Uh, in your sports life, which athlete had an epic, as advertised, must-see stretch of their career? Uh, and again, the parameters the parameters are really, you set aside time. You're carving time out explicitly to see this person perform, whether it's for a full season, whether it's for a two-week stretch like Linsanity, whether it is uh, a, a baseball starter who who's captured the imagination of a surprise team throughout the course of of the MLB season. There's a lot of qualifiers for this. It's very much personal preference, personal experience. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Let's start on the phones with Eddie in Boynton. I'm Ken Levick alive. What's up, Eddie? Hey, Ken. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Hey, um, I guess I, you know, I listening to the conversation and then, uh, they bring up Conor McGregor and, uh, the first thing I want to, I want to, you know, say is kind of in that realm, but when he was on, we all stopped and we all paid per view and we did what we had to, to watch oh, Mike. was Iron Mike Tyson. Yes, sir. I mean, when he fought, when he fought back in the day, when he was young, we would have cookouts, we would have, we'd play dominoes, we'd have, you know, 
drinking games with everything. But when that man was fighting, we would just, you know, we'd stop to do, you know, because the man, I mean, it could be 90 seconds. You go to the, you stand up, go to the bathroom, you come back, the fight's over. Yep. And that was the type of excitement that, that, that he would bring. I'll listen to what you guys say. Talk to you later. Uh, that's a great one, Eddie. And I, I mean, I'm old enough where, you know how I talk about your prime sports yeah. fan period of life. And I truly believe it's like from the age of six through like 18. I think that's where you're the most like locked in. And I know you get to college and maybe you start gambling, betting, fantasy, sports, but you're never more of like a sports obsessed person if you're a sports fan than you are from ages six to 18. And the Mike Tyson, not only the Mike Tyson peak, but then the Mike Tyson epic life collapse all happened within that time span for me. So I remember the, oh my God, pay-per-view, Mike Tyson's fighting 90-second knockout. Um, uh, even after... Even after the loss in Tokyo, that still existed. I vividly remember the Evander Holyfield fights, the bitten ear, uh, him late in his career, uh, just taking a payday to fight Lennox Lewis, and we knew Mike Tyson was going to get his ass beat. But there was always the, there was always the, well, Mike, Mike still got that punching power, or he all still it, could catch him. All it takes is one, and then it wasn't even close. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Lennox Lewis battered that man's body, but still. Like Conor McGregor, cult of personality. Will Conor ever win a fight again? I doubt it. But there's there's the people's memories of yesteryear that keep fueling that cult of personality. I love that one. Um, on, on that topic, right, of fighters for you and for the WWE people out there, who comes to mind first in regards to this guy's just on a stretch? He is the bee's knees every single Friday, Monday, wrestling, whatever it is. Who's like the WWE, WWE guy? Yeah. Uh, the Rock. The Rock? Yeah. He had that run? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I would argue if you're talking about a run, a run of excellence in a scripted sport, right? Uh, Goldberg's winning streak in WCW in the <laughs> late '90s and early 2000s that was pretty epic. Goldberg's uh, Goldberg's run, his undefeated run, that was uh, that's probably the most excellent, uh, the most excellent sports entertainment must see television. Uh, if you're talking about winners. That uh, that I can give you there yeah, because there are people who don't take it seriously, right? You even threw in there the scripted stuff, but still, I remember in my prime sports childhood, like it was appointment television, like yeah. when when Ray Mysterio was going or when 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 yeah. the Undertaker the was Rock, fighting. The Rock from the whole performance standpoint was okay. he, he was the go to okay. because he was the best on the mic and he was electrifying in the ring and all those things. He was the complete package. Goldberg. He didn't talk on the mic because he was terrible at that, but he just kept winning matches, and he was violent, and he came out through sparks and smoke, and it was a whole big lead-up. They'd have a camera on him. Actually, find Gold could you find Goldberg's theme music? Just Google Goldberg WCW theme, and I'll sort of give you a, uh, uh, from my memory, uh, how that uh, how that felt, how that sounded. Try and put you in the shoes of a uh, an eleven year old Ken Levick, of big ears and all. Uh, Luis in West Palm on ESPN one hundred six three. What's up, Luis? Hey man, how you guys doing today? Good, brother. Doing all right. Listen, listen, listen. I got something off the wall here uh, about Lance Armstrong. Ooh. Listen, I grew up in a cycling community, and I I tell you, I waited every day to see that guy beating people. We all know what happened. I'm not going to go into details, sure, but sure. at that time, to me, that was must see TV. Lance Armstrong winning Tour de France Luis, multiple I, times. I love that because I never gave a single thought to the Tour de France before Lance Armstrong. And then since Lance Armstrong, I've never given a singular thought to the Tour de France. But you know what I was paying attention to when Lance Armstrong kept winning and winning and winning? The Tour de France. Like literally checking in, trying to catch tape delayed footage of it. Like, that was an actual thing that I would talk about with my friends when I was in high school, like a freshman, a sophomore at lunch. Like, hey, uh, uh, Lance Armstrong, what's he doing? What's he doing today? What's he doing today? Is he still in the lead? Like, Louise, I I'm right there with you. That is totally off the wall, but that's a really good one. I don't know if you had the same experience. You might be too young, but L Lance Armstrong's run made people care about cycling when nobody cared about cycling. I was there for the run of Live Strong Wristbands. Yes, so there's that. There you go. You do remember that. Uh, now, it's funny you mention that because there is a lot of people. And Lance Armstrong's a dirty cheater, okay? A dirty, dirty, dirty cheater. But I actually know Jeanette Javier, the Dominique, not in today. She's off to her uh, bachelorette party, 55-page uh, itinerary with 13 other women in Puerto Rico. By the way, 
apparently, the other girls in the bachelorette party because we talked about it yesterday. We called the people who planned the bachelorette party sociopaths and potential serial killers because who does a 55-page itinerary? Apparently, they're pissed. Here's the thing. They're they're pissed. They sounded like they were so pissed from what Jeanette had told us. But Jeanette told us before we did that segment that she was going to tell her girls to listen in. And when she had said that to us, I had gotten a little worried because I knew we were going to get... I'm not going to hold back. uh, And you didn't hold back. And Jeanette didn't hold back. And I didn't hold back. But I knew there were going to be some kickback. And and boy, was there. So uh, I hope she enjoys her next couple of days. Um, but 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 Jeanette Jeanette talks about this all the time that Lance Armstrong yes he's a dirty cheater and he brought great shame to the sport and to the United States of America and to himself and his legacy but part of his legacy is live strong and making people believe they could fight through cancer yep you know so he's he's more complicated than just condemning him for being a cheater right it's it's a different version of the cult of personality right there's just something extra that comes with a guy like Lance yeah it's just nuanced you you can't have just one part of the Lance Armstrong experience you can't just say oh this guy is the worst what a a a detriment to sport because he actually you know he he did contribute to society while those things were happening Billy in Stewart on Ken LeVick Alive what's up Billy how you doing thanks for taking my call yes sir yeah, um, you guys just went, you know, you're talking about Lance Armstrong and uh, a guy that, you know, put a, an unlikely sport on them. I got to say, another guy that did the same, I mean, you have the fanatics, but early 2000s, Tiger Woods, I mean, that guy, you were locked in every single shot, every single putt. You felt like he could make it. You felt like he could almost hold in one every hole. He was that. Yeah, yeah, early 2000s especially. Like, you're talking Pebble Beach. You're talking Beth Page Black. You're talking these courses that brought other golfers to their knees and Tiger just absolutely dominating them. And and appreciate the call. Um, I still go back to the uh, 2009 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. That's the Tiger, broken leg, Rocco Mediate, uh, prime time U.S. Open where Tiger got off to a slow start and all of a sudden on on uh, Saturday he starts rolling. On nine he hits like a 65-foot putt and then he chips in on 17 and then he birdies 18 and goes into the lead on Sunday and then of course Sunday there's that epic putt to put him into the playoff. And again, this is all playing out here in South Florida in prime time. Like that... That's the essence of Tiger. You just, because it's him, things look dire, but he's going to figure it out. He's going to find a way. And, and again, the early 2000s, that's where Tiger versus the field came from. Like, there has never been a sport, there's never been a sport where it's athlete, an individual sport, athlete versus the field. It hasn't happened like that for Federer. Never happened like that for Nadal. It is sort of, it has been teetering that way for Djokovic, though I think now that probably those days are done. But as far as individual sports are concerned, there's never been a more sure thing, Tiger versus the field, and you go with the individual, like it was early 2000s in golf. Yeah, uh, honestly, shame on us, right? We're 28 minutes into the show now, and and Tiger Woods comes up this late. So shout out Billy from Stewart. Because Tiger is, I think, the poster boy for, for this topic right here. And and for me, you talk about Tiger versus the field. Again, I always do this, but throwing gambling into the mix. Like, a golfer being minus 120 to win a major. A golfer being <laughs> yeah. minus 120 to win a major is still the most ridiculous thing that I've ever laid eyes on in my entire life. And, and you go to Pebble Beach, right, where he beats the field by, what, 12, 16 mm-hmm. strokes and just blows the whole thing up and some of the shots that he would hit, right, 250 out with his 9-iron. Like, whatever it was, Tiger is absolutely must-see or was must-see. I mean, still is must-see <laughs> no matter what he's the playing. That's the thing. He, he literally is just a upper body. Like, he, he no longer has anything of substance below his waist. He has no torso in below any longer, and still he's must-see if he can hobble his way onto the course for a major once every four majors. Yeah, and he's accomplished something that I think we've deemed impossible at this point. And, and when you throw in Conor McGregor and talk about it, he'll never win a fight again. Or you talk about how Mike Tyson knew he was going to lose to Lennox Lewis. We still think Tiger has it in him to win a major. He did in 2019. <laughs> like, he won the Masters in 2019 oh, when nobody man. gave him a chance. So, so Tiger is definitely the poster boy for this entire topic because no matter where he was playing, no matter what kind of tournament could have been the John Deere, even though I probably never played in the John Deere, like, you're watching it because Tiger's playing. Lionel Messi is right now going through a stretch, even by his standards, 
that is amazing from a goal story, goal scoring perspective. Three matches with Inter Miami, and this dude can't stop finding the back of the net. Orlando City last night's trying to bully this dude. They're trying to knock him to the ground. They're trying to throw elbows at him. What is he doing? He's just he's he's ducking elbows and scoring goals. He's got five goals in three matches. Even by his standards, this is awesome. And what a debut! I mean, he's put Inter Miami on the map. And now South Florida suddenly is saying, oh, this is awesome. Inter-Miami, uh, Messi's playing. Well, looks like I don't have dinner plans anymore. Like, that's what we've come to here with Lionel Messi. He is going through a must-see, epic, as-advertised stretch. So, in your sports life, which other athlete has had an epic, as-advertised, must-see stretch of their career? And again, we're disqualifying LeBron and MJ from this conversation because that's inherent, okay? In your sports life, which athlete had an epic, as-advertised, must-see stretch of their career? Tiger Woods has has come up. Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy this postseason. Uh, that was our last foray into this in South Florida. Uh, we said Matthew Kachuk qualified for this, right? He qualified. Okay. Uh, and, and, uh, so, so we, we've got some really good notables here. There's actually one, I've actually got two, one with an athlete that's from Palm beach County. And then one from an athlete that was South Florida based that I'm going to say it. And people are going to say, Oh, Ken's right in your sports life. <laughs> which athlete had an epic as advertised must see stretch of their career? 888-760-3776, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six, and again, social media at KLV one zero six three eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. You know who always has a good stretch? The folks at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Taking in your sports life the athlete that had an epic as-advertised must-see stretch where you're canceling plans, you're making sure you're planning in front of a television, you're telling venues, take my money, I need to see this person, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, just two of us today. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, Stone, do you have uh, do you have our Oppenheimer bomb? Do you have our nuclear bomb? You can grab the bomb. Just let me know when you have the bomb, because I want to do something. Uh, just a little radio fun, if you will. Here we go. Go ahead and cut the uh, the music here. Hold on, I got to set this up properly. <clears throat> Florida State wants to leave the ACC. There we go. I felt like that was worth it. It was 100% worth it. Um, hold on. Let's do another one here. Um, Miami's relevance if Florida State goes to the SEC or the Big Ten? That one was a little harder to follow. Yeah, no, I know. It was personal for you. You just got killed by the bomb as I was thinking, you know, what is the Yeah, thing. no, I understand. Oh, uh, here, let's do it again. Um, the ACC, if Florida State and Clemson leave the conference? Yeah. Oh, hold on. One more. One more. One more. The Pac-12? <laughs> Sorry, that one was quick. All right. I'm glad we did that. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Florida State. Uh, they're, they're not long for the ACC. Uh, we're not long for anything but uh, what appears to be uh, a triad, a trio of conferences in, uh, in college football. We've been talking about, in your sports life, which athlete had an epic, as-advertised, must-see stretch of their career where you're moving stuff around. You're making sure that, uh, that you're seeing, you're in front of a television or in person to see these people ply their, their trade. And, and Cody actually beat me to, to, to one of them that I was going to bring up. You know how I said I had two of them where people are going to say, Oh, one South Florida-based athlete, one uh, native of Palm Beach County. The South Florida-based athlete, 2003, D-trained, Dontrell Willis. I remember that vividly, even as someone living up in Chicago. Anytime Dontrell Willis pitched down here for the Marlins, it was, it was get in front of the television, especially when they started making their run in the second half, that crazy wind-up. Uh, turning his back to the uh, to the plate, that entire thing. He really led that charge in 2003 uh, towards the eventual championship. Dontrell Willis down here went through an entire summer of you cannot miss one of his starts. He took over. What was the nickname? D-Train. Ooh. I mean, he don't get any better than D-Train. Dontrell Willis. And then I'm going to give you three guesses. Palm Beach County-based, Palm Beach County-based, must-see athlete, this is football. This is football, and this is in the last 20 years. That's, that doesn't help me at I all. I, I, here's what happened is I realized, actually, that there's how 400. old I am. Oh, I know. And, how, and, and uh, it was much more wide-ranging than I thought it was. <laughs> it's not nearly as current as it was in my head until I actually did the math. I'm not going to go Vince Wilfork. No, Vince Wilfork never. He was a great flashy. player. He was. He, nobody set aside time to say, "Oh man, I hope Vince Wilfork <laughs> eats a quarterback." Okay. <laughs> um, position specialist. Specialist, not a Lindo Mare. No. Specialist. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm drawing blanks. It's a punter or kicker. Try returner. Okay, okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking D-Town. Devin Hester. Devin Hester is exactly right. Being in Chicago, being up north, when Devin Hester was at the height of his powers, wow. where any time he touched the ball, it could be a touchdown, wow. you would literally organize drink breaks, bathroom breaks around kickoffs and punts. I've never experienced that with any other athlete in that sport, there is never. This is why Devin Hester is a sure thing Hall of Famer, and I hate the conversation about him not being a Hall of Famer because he is undoubtedly. And they, the NFL, changed the rules because of him. They've taken away uh, the element of dangerous kick returner because it became unfair. Like Devin Hester, Suncoast product. Anytime he touched the ball. Could, it could be a touchdown. And even the non-touchdowns were electric. He had plenty of six, seven-yard returns where he's weaving and juking that were as thrilling as, as a punt return for a touchdown that he had. Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer. Devin Hester, no other player in the history of that sport has had people organizing bathroom breaks around kickoffs and punts. Kickoffs and punts have never mattered more in the sport of football than when Devin Hester was receiving them. Yeah, when you're watching a football game, you go through these lulls, right? If a team's on the minus 20 and first and 10, you know they're going to run the ball, right? You can kind of zone out. That's when you have your conversation. But when it came to, okay, fourth down, here comes the punter, or, okay, a team scored, here comes the kickoff unit, yeah, you're definitely surrounding that TV. You're placing willy-nilly bets. Like, Devin Hester was appointment television. You just knew something was going to happen. I do feel lame, though. I also do think you kind of screwed me in saying specialist because I'm sure at Suncoast he played every position on the yeah, field. Yeah, but I'm not talking about his high school days. He I went, know. Like, he was very good in high school, but I wasn't um, openly setting aside my Friday night to go see Devin Hester. I'm talking about <laughs> like uh, late Canes version, Bears version right. of Devin Hester, especially right. Bears version of Devin Hester. Right, I was thinking more Pat O'Donnell, the punter at Jupiter. Oh, like, okay. Ken checking him out. Uh-huh. Right, uh, right. Omari at, uh, I don't know, in Lake Grove in 2013. He's putting him through the uprights. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I wasn't that's sure. Not, that's not what I was, what I was alluding to. I'm sorry to mislead you on that. Uh, NFL study hall messages in Usain Bolt in his Olympics. That's great. That's great. Usain Bolt, Michael Johnson, 
Carl Lewis. Uh, you could go down the line. Uh, track and field is a great one because you only pay attention really to track and field uh, once every four years. I- I'd say the vast majority. I know that there are some of you out there that are huge track and field fans and you'll watch the world championships or you'll watch uh, the, uh, the, the event that takes place in Philadelphia each year. I understand that. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm generally only paying attention to track and field once every four years. So, yeah, Usain Bolt, Michael Johnson, the Atlanta games, the hype, getting ready for that was massive. Carl Lewis before Michael Johnson. Yeah. Usain Bolt might be the best example of a track and field must see, though, because he did it over three Olympics. It is very similar to a Lance Armstrong, like very similar a, to a Michael Phelps. Right, you're not a fan of swimming, you're not a fan of cycling, you're not necessarily a fan of track and field. But when those guys are on the schedule, you're tuning in. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, where are we going to, Stone? We got Andrew in West Palm Beach. Who? Andrew. Oh, Andrew in West Palm. What's up, Andrew? What's up, guys? I know he said he could probably not hear me, but I got an old one that's kind of dating myself. But Mark McGuire and Sosa when they were hitting the home runs. I love it. And and if you're if you're dating if you're dating yourself, then brother, we are both old as hell. Uh, Because it's it it seems like ninety eight was two seconds ago. But you're right. Uh, I guess that was a long time ago. It's like I just went through with Devin Hester. I did the math. And all of a sudden, that was like 18 years ago when Devin Hester's doing these things with the football. Uh, you humble me every day, Stone. Yes, yes, that, that whole summer. There's never been anything like it in my, in my existence was the McGuire versus Sosa. Because Sosa came out, uh, sort not, I guess not out of nowhere, but that was supposed to be Mark McGuire by himself chasing the home run record right. in 98. And then all of a sudden, Sammy Sosa, who was fine, like he was... Well into his steroid cycles, allegedly. Uh, he had hit plenty of home runs, but I don't think a lot of people saw him making a run at what was... It, it, it felt preordained. I remember Sports Illustrated going into 98, back when I still subscribed to Sports Illustrated. They had... part of The, they, the biggest part of their baseball preview in 98 was Mark McGuire goes for the home run crown. Like, that came out, Stone, in March. So, the expectation going into the 98 baseball season was... Not who's going to win the pennant, who's going to win the championship. I, it, we knew the Yankees were going to win the title that year, right? So, whatever. It was, it was will, Mark McGuire, will Mark McGuire break the home run record? And it was more, I think, to a lot of people, not will Mark McGuire break the home run record, but by how much. I, I specifically remember that Mark McGuire Sports Illustrated baseball preview. Uh, It was so focused on Mark McGuire and the chase for the home run record. And again, it was more how much will he break it by as opposed to will he break it. So just no talk about the World Series. No talk about it. No, because the Yankees were going to go ahead and win their third in a row. There there was nobody close to the Yankees in 98. So you just brought it back to my attention that it was 98. I was also born August 31st. So should I start telling people when they ask me when I was born? I was born during the long gone summer. Like that's something I can start throwing in the mix. Sure. A little fun fact. Sure. Because I was legitimately born as Mark McGuire was just hitting dingers out of the park. It's an awesome stat. I'm going to start that's using good. it. Good. That's pretty good. I'm start using it. Good. Awesome. People will be very impressed. <laughs> uh, let's go to Roy in Boyden. What's going on, Roy? How are you, gentlemen? It's been a while. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you, buddy. Howdy. You, you too. Hey, Stone, you guys are awesome. Listen, you're taking me back with this topic today. I grew up in 1978. I was 15 in a household with a World War II veteran dad, and there was no TV allowed during dinner. Okay. There was conversation. There was no TV during dinner. Forget about cell phones. There's a pitcher named Ron Guidry. Yep. Number 49. He went 25-3, and three, and my mom was a Yankee fan. And for that moment of that part of that summer, the TV was allowed on during dinner. So that was must-see TV. That's sure. awesome. That is awesome. That's And that's going back. That one is dated. That's good stuff, Roy. Appreciate that. Yeah, but that 98 season. Like, so remember, the Marlins won it in 97, okay? But the Yankees were coming back, and they were stacked in 98. So they, again, like, there just wasn't a lot of talk about who the, who's going to win the championship that year. I think that the thought was definitely, hey, this is the Yankees to lose. 
but it was the home run record. That was the thing. And then after 98, you just go down the line, Yankees, Yankees. Uh, you know, that was, that was part of the, uh, the, the trio of championships until the uh, Diamondbacks won it in 2001. So the Fish got one in 97, though. Yeah, the, the Marlins so, won in 97. So nobody cared. It was all about No, Mark because they, fi- they fire-sailed right after. Okay. Okay. Um, that was like right after the Marlins won the World Series. Uh, like they knew that they weren't going to be able to afford the payroll, so that was the fire sale, and that was that right there was the beginning of the massive crack that is Marlins fandom. Now that was the first massive blow, and then Jeffrey Loria and David Sampson then end up uh, after they won a World Series, uh, providing the the irrevo- uh, irrevocable damage. Uh, that will never, ever, ever be fully recovered uh, once they just completely squandered away any fan trust. Uh, in your sports life, which athlete had an epic as advertised must-see stretch of their career? Want to keep going with this, Stone? Yeah, I think All so. All right, cool. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And uh, you can social media at us. At KLV 106.3. Also, later on in the show, we have a celebrity sports resident in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast that I was not aware had moved down here. And now I think I want to set up a welcome party for him. I'll reveal who that is later in the show. We'll take some steps to to make him feel cozy. He's Tone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. John says, must see athletes, huge stretch in their career. You're seeing it right now with Shohei Otani. Yeah, and he had bat. I guess at this point, anytime he pitches, too, you kind of got to, at least right now, side-eye it. I think for baseball fans, it's anytime the Angels even play, you got to watch Shohei. Like, he's going. Yeah. Especially because they're such a dire watch. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, let's see. We got a – Mike says Michael Phelps. Yeah, we mentioned if you're going to talk Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps is in that conversation. Lionel Messi, what we're experiencing right now with Inter-Miami, this is must-see stuff. This is set-aside time. You don't want to miss anything. You want to be a part of it. It's awesome. It's so fun when that happens. You just have – Someone going through a sensational stretch of his career, whether it's a rando like Jeremy Lin or whether it's an all-time great like Lionel Messi, it's so fun when they're locked in like this, when they're in this zone where it extends past one game. Like playoff Jimmy. We just saw it with the Heat a couple months ago. It's just so good. Uh, always in the zone. Always at the top of their game. EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com, especially on top of their game in the summer, especially this summer going to be one of the hottest summers of all time since we started recording it on this planet. Uh, that's not good. And it's especially not good if your AC goes out. So that's where EDS comes in. Want to know how to remember them? It rhymes. I did the whole thing for you. I've already done your homework for you. EDS is yes. Oh, but Ken, there's so many air conditioning companies. There, right there. EDS is yes. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I didn't know what to do. So I went with the high-priced uh, alternative. I, I Googled it. I looked at, I looked at Google reviews. You know how many businesses have people within their business just give the Google reviews to drive that score up? Okay, so trust me when I tell you. Just you're with me a lot of days, a lot of time in your day. I help you pass the time. Trust me when I tell you. If the AC has a problem, it's EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Trying to get you that unit to its warranty or they can replace it outright. Appointment schedules are on your time. Family owned and operated. Been doing it since 2006. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. And just remember, guys, EDS is yes. Guide me, Stone. Lead the way. This is Joe and Jupiter. Joe and Jupiter. All right, Joe. I'm going to guess here. I'm going to guess here since we're talking athletes. Huge stretch of their career. You're a big Dallas guy, okay? Um, of can I? I'm going to guess what you're going to give me, and I think I've got it down to two people, okay? I've got it down to either A, Emmett Smith, or B, Josh Hamilton. Damn, you're good. Okay, that is – I have two or three. He is on my list. I'll be quick because I do have a messy question at the end if okay. I have the time. Okay. So I'll be quick. Okay. I will give you a couple of current ones. We're going to go, obviously, Luca and Kyrie. Okay. Can't wait. 
I've been here trying to figure out how to watch Slovenia play Greece yesterday <laughs> uh, when Luke was playing. Uh-huh. I can't figure out how to do that yet, but I'm sure there's a way. Uh-huh. And then I'll give you a potential, which actually has to do with your White Sox. It starts today at 2 o'clock. His first pitch with the Rangers is Max Scherzer. We'll see what happens there because I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to miss the pitch of his. We'll see what's going on today with that. I will. So those are my three current ones. Um, and then I, I do. I wish I could tell you the whole team that I've scheduled my whole life around the past since about 1990. The Cowboys. I mean, right. my first date with my now we've been married 16 years was at a Hooters in uh, Texas watching the Cowboys play the Bengals. So she knew what was up. That's the most, by the way, Joe, that's the most Texas love story I've ever heard. First date, Hooters, uh, and the Cowboys brought you together. It does not get much more Texas than that. Absolutely. I mean, anytime she buys me something, there's usually a star on it. Um, But anyways, uh, but the one player in particular, you you nailed it, was Emmitt Smith. He had over 18,000 yards. I'm not sure if I missed one of those yards watching on TV. I mean, he was just magical, sliding through the tackles, hurt. You know, dislocated shoulder in the rain in Philadelphia. I couldn't wait to watch every single yard of his. That's, I mean, the, the original triplets, Aikman, Urban, and Emmett, was fantastic. But if I had to name one player from the 90s, it would be Emmett Smith. That's sure. good. What's so, the question, Joe? What was your question? Oh, Messi, yes. They, actually, I heard today he is. Uh, they're playing in Dallas on Sunday against FC Dallas. I. I want to figure out how to watch that. How can I watch that? Do you know? Uh, Apple Plus. Apple Plus. You need an Apple Plus subscription. That's the only way? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if it's honestly not that expensive. It's not that expensive, um, but it is – it, it, it's it's worth it. I would say it's it's worth it if you're going to start getting caught up in uh, in messy mania, which I think is perfectly fine and perfectly appropriate. Appreciate the call, uh, Stone. Where else are we going? We got Rue in the Pizzle. Rue in Port St. Lucie. What's going on, Rue? Hey, Ken. You forgot one one thing. The guy who brought Messi to South Florida, David Beckham. Yeah. Yes. Yes, David Beckham, for sure. Now, now let's talk about uh, what era are we talking about? Are we talking Manchester United, David Beckham? Are we talking uh, English national team, David Beckham? Are we talking LA Galaxy, Beckham? What era of David Beckham are we are we talking here? Uh, all of them. Okay, all of them. He was he was a very special player, and when he come to MLS, that was huge. That was huge. That 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 was the first. The first massive star, because then after that, you had your uh, your Zlatan, you had your Wayne Rooney, but David Beckham really sort of broke down that door. Appreciate that. Uh, now, David Beckham was a, a national hero. David Beckham, though, I would argue, at least in the States, if you were a soccer fan, like known more for being pretty, who he married in posh, uh, with Posh Spice, and... Uh, acting out at very inconvenient times for the English national team, including getting a red card against Argentina in a World Cup quarterfinal. Uh, In your sports life, might as well keep rolling with this. I promise we have plenty of other things to do. In your sports life, which athlete had an epic, as advertised, must-see stretch of their career? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media, at KLV1063. He's still on the Bannowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.